Running a small business is no easy task. It's messy and thrilling and terrifying all at the same time. But no matter what, it's definitely a journey worth taking. As a mom of two littles, I know the daily struggles, and I'm here to walk this journey with you. If you're ready to feel empowered, encouraged, and on fire for the things you truly love, then you're in the right place. I'm Rebecca Rice, a pizza-loving, hot chocolate-drinking family photographer and educator, and this is the Business Journey Podcast. For those of you that are um, tuning in, my name is Rebecca Rice. I am a family photographer and educator in Nashville, Tennessee, and I have a deep love for all things mini sessions. I um, am just a huge believer that mini sessions can be super, super profitable. And so I wanted to create a room here to talk about mini sessions and just have an open Q&A for you guys. And so I would love to open up the room to anybody that has questions. Like I said, this is just open Q&A and it's sort of my favorite types of like clubhouse. I am just available to answer any questions that you may have. So if you have any questions, feel free to raise your hand and we will get you up on the stage. Um, Don't be shy. There's no like silly questions. I am a completely open book and would love to answer. So I'll go ahead and touch on a few like frequently asked questions that I've been getting lately about fall mini sessions and we'll kind of go from there. So as I'm talking, if you do have a question, feel free to raise your hand and I'll get you up on stage um, and we will go from there. So I'll get us started. Some of the questions that I'm seeing a lot in my student group or um, in just any other conversations that I'm having with photographers about mini sessions One of the biggest ones has been asking about promo shots, specifically if they have, let's say you're doing red truck minis for Christmas this year, and this is the first time that you're doing them, so you don't have mini sessions available, or you you don't have promo shots for your mini sessions, what you can do is you can, you know, people are like, how do I do promo shots if, you know, I, I don't have the setup yet, I don't have my truck and whatnot, There are a couple things that I would suggest. In the fall, it's a little bit different than the spring because in the spring, when people had this problem, it was because of blooms. Like they literally couldn't take promo shots because wildflowers were not in bloom yet. And so with the fall, we have a little bit of a different scenario where we have more time. And so what I would suggest, I highly, highly suggest getting a photo or, you know, promo shots with a real family with your setup. And so what I do is... um, The first year that I did red truck minis, I actually rented my truck for a short period of time. Sometimes your rental companies will like work with you if you let them know you just need a few shots for promo shots. And so I rented the truck for a short time and, you know, took um, a family out there and took a few shots with my setup so that people would see what it looked like. I know that there are some like indoor studios in my area that they do like promo shot days where they're like specific days, kind of like mini sessions, but they're for photographers to like rent out time slots to come and take photos for, you know, to use for advertising. So I highly suggest getting a real family when you can and, and taking a photo with your setup. If that's not an option, 
I know that some studios, if they don't allow it or, you know, your truck won't allow that or anything like that, ask your vendor, whoever you're renting from, to see if they have any photos that you can use for advertising. And so what you can do is a lot of times they will like provide you with certain photos and you can post that photo with a picture that you've taken so that they can, you know, people can see what your work looks like and all also what the setup looks like because you want to be able to see both. So highly suggest doing that. And if anybody has any questions about, you know, getting promo shots or anything, I would love to help answer those as well. So we have welcomed Belle and Sharon up to the stage. Hi, you guys. We'll start with Belle. Um, let me know. First of all, let me know where you're from and then we can get into your question. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Belle. I am from um, Northern Virginia. Um, so basically, my question is, I am planning to do um, red trap minis um, in fall. And then so of course, that has set up and then just the normal fall session, fall mini sessions without the setup. Um, I was wondering, like, how do you recommend that I should like schedule promoting um, each session Christmas in July for the red truck? So I'm, I'm starting to plan my marketing for the red truck um, minis, but I don't know like when I should start marketing the fall uh, minis without the setup. Yeah, great question. So the way that we're doing it is we are also doing Christmas in July. So we actually already started booking our Christmas red truck minis. Um, I only had one date of those and that fully booked. And my associate team had two dates and theirs are also fully booked. Um, so collectively between the two of us, I think we've booked like almost 50 spots in the last week just doing um, red truck minis. So what I would suggest is definitely do a Christmas in July special. Hold off on fall, advertise those Christmas ones because you have the opportunity to with Christmas in July. It's the perfect time. I would say it's not too late. Like you literally have all month to do Christmas in July. So I would push those first. And then as soon as either they fill up or you're done, you know, July ends, I would switch gears to fall and start booking those fall photos. And then if your Christmas in July ones didn't fill up, you can go back to Christmas ones you know, later down the road. So like for us, our Christmas red truck minis are in October. And so yes, we have people literally booking spots in October already. Um, but we have time that if we didn't fill all the spots, then we could come back around maybe in like, you know, August, late August and start filling those spots again. So that's what I would suggest if I were you take advantage of the Christmas in July and do the Christmas ones first and then stop and do fall and then go back to Christmas if you didn't book them all. Does that answer your question? Yep, it does. Thank you so much. Perfect. Yeah, no problem. Uh, hi, Sharon. How are you? And if anybody else in the audience has any questions, feel free to raise your hand and I'll get you up here while Sharon asks her question. Hello. Hi, hi Rebecca. And I just want to say to everybody, I followed your guidelines last year and had such successful mini sessions. So, you know, thank you so much for that. Oh, yay. I love hearing that. I really do. And it, it, mini sessions work it, when they're done right. And so it makes me so excited to hear that you guys just are rocking them. 
So this is my question. I had concerns. I did a cream truck mini, you know, holidays for last year, and it was very successful. And then I was thinking, but my clients who did it last year, would they want to do the same thing again? Yeah. You said you did the what truck? Like an ice cream truck? Cream. cream. No, no, no. Cream. I couldn't get a red truck, so I did oh. cream colored, and it looked kind of, it was a vintage truck. It was yeah. Popular. That's and awesome. I was nice enough to come to my home, and he let me do a setup in my garage. It was raining. So we did a setup, and I took promo pictures from my garage and just used that saying, this is the setup. And he didn't even charge me. Wow, that's awesome. That sounds really unique too. I love that. Um, yeah, I would say do it again. Um, I know for me, I have some clients that do it year after year. I have done red truck minis, I think three years now, maybe four. Um, and it's just a favorite every year. But so I have some clients that book year after year, um, just as like a tradition for their family. But most of my clients only book it once. And so from there, I am typically reaching new clients that either they didn't get the chance to book last year because we book out so fast, or um, maybe they just weren't as interested last year, or they were waiting for their kids to get a little bit bigger. So it's typically newer families, um, like they usually don't come back for the same exact setup. That's why I like to offer a variety. So I'll do like a bunch of different fall locations. I'll do red truck Christmas minis, indoor Christmas minis, just to give them a variety of things to choose from. Um, and so that's what I would suggest is, yeah, definitely do it, but also give people that have done that one before another option, like offer something else so that they have something to pick from. Okay. All right. I'll do that. And I hope I'm going to be more successful this year than I even was last year. You will. Man, that's what comes with experience. I'm so excited for you because this year is going to be even better. Thank you. No problem. Um, and I'll answer a few more like commonly asked questions. So if anybody else has any questions, go ahead and raise your hand. Um, but I'll go back to some FAQs here. So um, another thing that people have been asking me a lot about has been um, about like when to start advertising your minis. Is it too early? Um, it's definitely not too early. So I highly suggest putting a plan together. And this is something that um, if y'all are in my Behind the Lens, which is my monthly membership, this month in July, we had a quarterly planning masterclass. So where we literally sat down in my lead associate, Bonnie, we did like a case study walking her through how to plan mini sessions specifically. So if you're wondering like, what does a mini session plan actually look like? Go watch that video in Behind the Lens because that's the best way to say it. But one of the things that I highly suggest is laying out all of your mini sessions on like a written calendar. And so if you're trying to figure out like what minis to do and what locations and dates and things like that, now is the best time to be penciling in your dates. Um, you don't necessarily have to start advertising right this second. Um, if you're doing Christmas minis, now's a really good time to, but you don't have to. And so I highly suggest um, at least making your plan. So pencil in what dates you want to shoot and what locations you want to shoot and um, sort of things like that. That way you can get your advertising plan together. What promo shots do you need? When do you need those by to be able to start advertising? Things like that. Um, so definitely take advantage of this season because we're kind of in off season still where I would say things really start to pick 
pick up after school starts. That's when like a lot of the bookings will really pick up. So in this in-between period, the next like six weeks before school starts back up, use this time to be planning and like laid out on a calendar exactly when you want to shoot. That way you have the best success going into that. But another question that I get a lot is how do I pick like the themes to do? Do I need to use props? Like what does all that look like? So um, for me, I actually don't use props for my fall mini sessions. I just pick beautiful locations and I like giving that option for my families because I want them to have the choice of a place that doesn't have like a very themed setup in case they want like updated photos for their wall or whatever. Um, a lot of my families will use those photos for their Christmas cards. So they typically book really, really well, even without a setup. And so, like I said, I like to do a few different location options just so that people have, um, you know, things to pick from. Maybe they don't like an urban look, but they like, you know, a farm or if they don't like a farm, maybe they would like, you know, what, whatever. There's so many different options for locations. And so I do like to give all those options. And, um, but then I also do some with setups. So usually my setups are Christmas minis. My fall minis are without setups. And so that way, if they do want like the cutesy Christmas, which there are plenty of people that want the cutesy Christmas, I lay that out for them as well as a choice. I've seen people get really creative in the fall and maybe you have like a really cool fall setup. It's kind of my dream. It's not going to happen this year, but maybe next year. It's my dream to have like a really stylized fall setup because I've never done that before. And I think it could just be really unique that it would be something that's very classic, that's that's not necessarily like cutesy, but it's something that is very fall. I thought about doing some like wooden arches or um, like floral pieces or something. So maybe I'll do that next year as like a fall actual setup. We'll see. Um, but that's a question I get a lot is like, how do I even pick my themes? I highly suggest going out to just scout different locations locations and for fall just find a beautiful spot you can keep it nice and simple it doesn't have to be complicated and um that way you can you know just pick a few spots and do minis there um Sharon did you have a question yes I did I had another question yeah have you ever done flower truck minis I load up a truck with flowers yeah, I have not, but I think they're stunning. I love the idea of it. Um, I just haven't had time to put that together, but I do love the idea. Okay, I'm thinking of doing that. That I think that would be really beautiful, especially if they're like really specialized for fall. Um, you can pull some really beautiful fall colors there. I think that mm-hmm. would that would go really really well. Okay, thanks. Sure, no problem. Just to remind you guys, if you have any questions in the room, you can be brave and raise your hand. Um, Bridget, I see you. Let me get you up on the stage here. And uh, hello, Bridget. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so well. What's your question? Um, so I have two, if I might be so bold. Of course. Uh, I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time. Oh, yay. Um, so I'm excited to be able to ask you a question. Um, so I'm in upstate New York, and I want to do definitely fall minis. And I'm considering doing some closer to the Christmas time frame, but it does get very cold up here. So I would, 
I'm a little concerned and just wondering if you would think I should do one over the other because they'd probably be close in months to each other. Like I, example, for example, fall colors are really pretty mid to early October. And then I don't want to shoot too far into December because it will be quite cold. And I would hate to have some families be quite, you know, outside when it's too cold and then they're, you know, I don't want anyone to freeze during their minis. So I was curious, would you do one over the other? Great question. So I actually don't shoot in December at all just because um, the turnaround time isn't even fast enough because most people are wanting to use them for Christmas photos anyways. So I think you'd be fine not shooting in December. Um, I totally feel you. I, I I don't live in New York. I'm in Nashville right now, so we don't quite have that problem. But I could sympathize and understand that it would get cold. So I would definitely say run you know, fall minis and Christmas minis simultaneously. Um, you can do them both in October and have, you know, one weekend you're doing fall minis to really take advantage of those colors. And then the next weekend you're doing Christmas minis with a Christmas setup. Don't think that it's like too early to do Christmas minis, even if it's, you know, before Thanksgiving or whatever, it's not too early. People like I, I always do my Christmas minis in October. People are like willing to get them done whenever you're doing them. And I think that they'll respect you wanting to keep them out of the cold. (laughs) So I would say go for it, run them simultaneously. I do suggest only opening one at a time. So whenever you do start advertising them, focus on one book it out, and then focus on the other one. That typically just goes better. So if you already, like, if you're doing a setup or already know what you're going to do, then maybe do a Christmas in July special if you have photos from last year or something like that. And you can do Christmas first. If not, don't worry about it and start with fall and then book your Christmas ones after that. Does that help answer that question? Yes, yes. I would think I was a little confused that people would... would, uh get confused or be too much at once, but no, that makes a lot of sense. My, my second question would be, um, so I'm in my first year of business and I started in October of last year and I did many sessions and they were popular, but it was a little bit more, I worked with the clients to kind of pick a couple locations. I didn't do a formal setup, but I think this year it would be something really unique. And I've listened to how you speak about doing a setup. Um, and I think it would be a nice thing to offer. How do you have any tips on how you'd start that process? Like, do you reach out to local, for example, like maybe I wanted to do Christmas at like a tree farm. Do you, is that kind of something how you, or do you pick a spot that resembles what you're going for and then do your own setup? Great question. So tree farm is really, really popular. I think that would be a really good option. So if I were you, I would reach out to local tree farms and see if they are booking because I know around here, a lot of tree farms are already booking up. And so, and I'm telling you, they, it happens so fast. So I would reach out to your local tree farm 
See if, if they're booking spots, and if so, snag a day. And then ask them if they have an opportunity for you to come out early and get promo shots. And so you can come um, you know, sooner rather than later, hopefully, because those trees are fully grown. They're, they're ready most of the time. So um, you can see if they allow you to come early and get those promo shots. Um, I know some people that have done tree farm bring like a, a big couch or like a little banner or something like that, I would bring whatever you're planning on including. So, you know, look through Pinterest for some ideas. Um, if you're going to rent a couch or you, maybe you have a big couch that's grand and beautiful, then you can bring that. If not, you can keep it simple with just a blanket and um, maybe like a cute banner or, you know, presents. I don't know what else, whatever you want to include. Um, but bring that with you when you go shoot your promo shots and bring a family with you. I highly suggest including a family in your promo shots. It just, they always book better that way. Um, but reach out to that tree farm and see if they are booking. If they're not, you can get a little creative. <laughs> I've seen people like buy Christmas trees off either Amazon or Facebook marketplace or whatever, and make it look like a tree farm literally in their backyard. Um, and you know, just including three or four Christmas trees and, um, you know, take your promo shots like that, knowing it's actually going to be in a tree farm. Um, and a lot of those times, those tree farms also do have, um, like stock photos sort of things that, uh, it's not somebody else's work. It's just photos of the tree farm itself that they'll let you use for advertising. So if they're not going to let you do promo shots, then see if you can use those for advertising just with, you know, paired with a photo that you've taken so people can see what your work looks like. And, um, sort of go from there to book them. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. No problem. That was a great question. So we have Christina. Um, I'm going to bring Christina up on stage. There we go. Hello, Christina. Hey. Hi, how are you? I'm so great. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Um, so I just had a quick question. Um, thank you for having me. I recently started a photography business. I've been taking pictures on the side for a while and finally just decided to make it clean and start a business. So um, I'm really excited, but um, I'm having trouble pricing myself. And so I was wondering if you could talk about pricing for mini sessions and kind of what that model should look like. Yeah, that's a great question. So I will say first and foremost, I can't just give a number of like, you should put your minis at this price. I wish I could, but, um, to give you some, some guidance, there are some like do's and don'ts that I follow with pricing that I'll share and kind of get you started on the right foot. So first of all, I would say don't just pick a number out of thin air. That's something that I did at the beginning of my mini session journey. I don't suggest it. It's not the best idea. Don't just pick a number out of thin air. It is like methodical. Um, and then don't like, don't look at what somebody else is charging and just say, oh, that sounds like a good number to me. Because we can get stuck in the comparison game, especially as somebody that's newer. You said you just started this business. Um, yes. It can be intimidating to look down the road and say, well, so-and-so who's been doing this for 10 plus years, they're charging this much. So I can't charge that much because I'm brand new. Like that's not the case at all. So the best way to figure out what you should be charging for your minis is to run your cost of doing business. Have you ever run a cost of doing business at all? I have not. 
Okay, so this would be a really great step to take. I do have a whole blog post about it on my blog, RebeccaRicePhoto.com slash blog. If you like type in the search bar pricing, you'll find a blog post where I walk through every single step for how to do your cost of doing business. So you can go check that out. But while you're here, a, a quick overview. Basically, I want you to like have a revenue goal in mind, how much you're wanting to bring in from these mini sessions. Um, and then from there, you're going to figure how much your expenses are for those mini sessions. Think of everything, the cost of your gear, the cost of your website and, you know, Lightroom and all the things that go into running your business and also factoring in taxes because whatever you bring in from your revenue, you also are going to be paying taxes off of that. Um, and so from there, you take your revenue goal and then you have however much you're going to be spending on it, including taxes. Um, and then I want you to, to count up how many hours you're going to be spending doing these mini sessions, not just shooting the mini sessions, but, you know, communicating with clients, marketing, driving, um, you know, editing all the post processing with the mini sessions. There's a lot of hours that go into it. So consider how many hours it's going to take. And then I want you to, to figure what the hourly rate is going to be. Okay. And you can kind of work backwards. If you have like an hourly rate in mind, you can work backwards from there. And I walk you through the actual like equations in the blog post because I know it's a little like hard to do over clubhouse especially something like math that's so visual but that's the basic idea is you want to know how much are you making um, because we want this thing to be profitable right? right so I can tell you $50 mini sessions are not profitable <laughs> So that's a good like baseline. Just know like if you're doing $50 minis, they're not going to make money, period. They're just not yeah. because of all the hours that are involved and things like that. Um, and so I tell people a good like baseline is $150. Like typically anything below that is not going to be profitable. Um, okay. But some people need to charge more than that to hit their cost of doing business or their revenue goals. Um, so for me, my mini sessions are $285 for 10-minute sessions. That is on the higher side of things. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, I have to charge 285 right out the gate. Like that's not the case. Um, but definitely like run your numbers and see what you need to hit your revenue goals um, based on like what your expenses are and things like that. Okay. Because I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't want to give away my work, but I also want to bring in new clients. So I'm like, it's, it's a tricky balance. So yeah. I appreciate your answer and I will definitely be looking into that. Of course. Yeah. That's a hard like line to balance as well of, you know, you don't want to overprice yourself, but I will say that there comes a point that you just can't charge less than X amount, whatever that is for you. And that's what your cost of doing business will tell you. Like it's okay. not going to be profitable if you're charging less than however much. And so you'll know that number. And then from there, it's a marketing game um, because you, no matter what you price at, I've seen people book minis, you know, at $150 and I've seen people book at $350. So the price point is not as, you know, vital. It's how you market for that price point that makes a really big difference. So um, marketing is going to make or break you. I would say get your marketing game really strong. Um, and if if you're, you know, newer into the marketing thing, go check out my free class that's happening tomorrow and Friday um, because I'm diving all into marketing. Um, it's like a whole world. I love talking all things marketing, but that's what's going to really make or break your um, minis going forward. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.
And while we wait for any hands to be raised, I'll go ahead and hit another like frequently asked question that I get. And this one has to do with locations. So um, people often ask me, if I'm doing mini sessions, let's say you're doing three hours of mini sessions in a row, like a, a set of three hours of minis. I know I personally don't like to shoot longer than three hours because it's just exhausting. <laughs> but um, let's say you're doing three hours of mini sessions. A big question that photographers have is how do I pick a location with the lighting changing so much? Um, and that's a big deal, like trying to get, you know, consistency, but you know, the sun's constantly changing over those three hours. It's virtually impossible. So here's what I suggest is when you're scouting for locations, look for spots that have big areas of open shade. Now, open shade is could either be like there's a building that creates a lot of shade for a bunch of time. I know one of my favorite places to shoot in the Dallas area um, where my family's from is um, it's called Adriatica and it has this really beautiful like street and it's got these really big buildings that block um, and shade the street for a long time. So we can do several hours of mini sessions with the exact same lighting because there it's just open shade. Um, what that could look like in a field is maybe there's a really big tree that yes, the shade moves, but there's still open shade um, throughout you know those three hours. And so I highly highly suggest finding a spot that does have open shade. If that's not an option, then I would really pay attention to what your spot looks like um, and maybe go check it out at a couple different times throughout the day. Maybe you're going to do minis from 3 to 6 p.m. Go check out that spot at 3 and see what the light looks like and then go check it out at 6 and see what the light looks like. There's a spot that I shoot at in Nashville that does not have a lot of open shade, but it does have different areas that look better at different times of the day. And so I still have, you know, maybe the families won't all get the exact same, you know, background in this location that we're at, but they'll get, you know, we'll still be on location and they'll all get beautiful lighting. And that's what I prioritize when I'm selecting locations and my clients know that I'm very clear. And I include that in my client experience guide that every one of my, um, mini session clients get, we talk about how I select locations so they know that what I'm looking for first and foremost is lighting. So that's something to sort of keep in mind as you're going and selecting locations. Another question that I get a lot is how do I serve my client well in 15 minutes because I know for me, my mini sessions are 15 minutes long and they are back to back. I always tell my students, like, like I suggest don't doing, not doing minis longer than like 20 minutes. Um, the shorter, the better. So I, um, I actually cut down to 10 minute minis this year and I'm loving it. Um, but I shoot really, really fast. So I've been doing this for several years. Maybe you're not as comfortable with 10 minutes, do 15 minutes. But people always ask me, how do I serve my clients? well in just 15 minutes. Like, is that even enough time to, you know, get all the shots and have a conversation and just make them feel really loved? 
So for me, a really big piece of my client experience is actually done before the session because I know that the session is so short that we're not going to have a lot of time to, you know, catch up and have conversations like you could at a full session. So my client experience is designed to kind of front load all of those things. So at the front part of their session, um, sorry, not their session, of their client experience, I am serving them really, really really well and making them feel really loved. So after somebody books with me, every one of my clients gets a questionnaire. Okay. So this is the first step in me being able to serve them well. All of my clients get a questionnaire and it gets automatically sent to them. I use uh, Dubsado as my CRM and I love it because their automations are just top notch. So I have this questionnaire scheduled to be sent out in an email. And in this questionnaire, I'm asking really specific questions so that I can get to know this family if I've never worked with them before and so that I can serve them the best that I can. Um, And so I ask strategic questions. Of course, I find out like how many people are coming, how old are the kids, and how do they usually do behind a camera. I ask if they haven't had any professional photos done before. Um, I take this time to find out if there is anything like special about their family they want me to know. Maybe there's something that they're celebrating. Um, Maybe there's a child with special needs or maybe somebody had, you know, knee surgery and can't kneel down. Like those are the things that I want to know before our session because I'm not going to have time to like talk about that during our session. 15 minutes is not that long of a time. And so I want to make sure that we get it done. Um, and we, we, I know that stuff going into the session. So I send off that questionnaire and that's one way that my clients already feel really loved because, um, I am taking the time to like find things out about their family. Another thing that I do for every one of my clients is I send a client experience guide. So my client experience guide is like my version of a style guide. It is available in my shop as a template. If anybody wants to check it out, RebeccaRicefo.com slash store. Um, but this client experience guide basically helps them to understand and like it sets expectations before, during, and after our session. It gives them styling tips for the whole family. It um, lets them know, like I had mentioned a little bit earlier, like what I look for in a location. Um, it gives tips on how to give get the kids to cooperate. Just a nice little resource to put in mom's hands so she feels really confident going into our session. My goal is to answer any question they could possibly have before they have to ask it because I want to minimize the back and forth communication that's necessary um, for, you know, just the client experience in general because it it's it can be really time consuming to go back and forth emailing clients giving, you know, outfit tips and things like that. So I try to take care of that with the client experience guide and my clients love it. And then the final piece of my client experience that just makes a really big difference is my final info email. This is an email that goes out, again, automatically one week before their session. And this email, the the purpose is to remind them of their time slot. So I let them know where we're shooting and what their time slot is just in case they forgot. Um, And then I give really specific directions on where we're going to meet um, and where they need to park and, you know, 
what the process is going to look like when they get there. That way they're not like frantically trying to find me. And so I even like either I provide an address or if we're shooting like in a field, I will pin the spot where they need to park and let them know that somebody's going to be there to like intercept them and walk them to where we're shooting. So, um, you know, I give directions and then I do give a few final reminders, um, things that are in the client experience guide, but just in case they either like skimmed past it or whatever, I let them know what to expect there as well. So um, all of those pieces in my client experience are things that have elevated my client experience. They allow me to charge more and they help me to serve my clients really well before they ever like set foot in front of my camera. So that's one way that I just make sure and love on my clients beforehand so that when we get to the session, they've already had a great experience with me and they don't feel cheated or feel like it's just such a short time. We get to get in and get out and everybody's happy. So that's a really great way um, to elevate your client experience. Think about what you can do on the front end. And if you don't have like those kind of steps leading up to your session, now would be a really good time to sort of formulate a client experience. Like write out on a piece of paper what the steps are, what your clients walk through leading up to your session, and then look at it and see if there's any holes or anywhere that you could serve them better. I know some people have written blog posts to help their clients. And so maybe they'll have a blog post about, um, you know, what outfits to pick or colors that go well. You know, people always ask me with wildflowers, like what colors should I pick? And so that would be a great like blog post to email them. Um, you can get really creative, like with what kind of pieces you want to include in your client experience, uh, but, but make it unique to you. You don't have to copy my client experience. You're welcome to. <laughs> That's why I have those templates and email templates and stuff are all in my shop. You're welcome to copy my client experience, but don't feel like you have to. Make it unique to you because I'm not you and you're not me, right? And so we're, we all bring something really unique to the table. And I think that's the beauty of running our own business is we can infuse a little bit of ourselves into those moments and really customize our client experience to reflect us and what we find is important and valuable. I hope this has been helpful for you. And thank you for those of you that did come up and ask questions. You guys are so brave. And I know that other people also had those questions too. And so you you were able to help them as well. Um, if anybody, like as you're going in this mini sessions journey this fall, if you ever like run into hiccups or have any questions, I'm always available on Instagram. You can find me at Rebecca Rice Photography, or if you go to my like clubhouse profile, my Instagram is linked. Um, I'm super active in my DMs. And so um, I have a really big team that helps me like do all the things. But one thing that they are not in, they're not in my DMs. That's like literally me responding to my DMs. So if you ever like have any questions or um, comments or whatever, you just want somebody to bounce some ideas off of, hit me up on Instagram. I would love to chat with you. Um, it's one of my favorite things to just guide photographers. And so I'm serious when I say like I'm an open book and I would love to help you in any way that I can serve you in any way that I can so definitely hit me up on Instagram take me up on that and I would love to um, chat with you so with that being said we'll go ahead and close out our room for tonight bye guys hope you guys have a great night